everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. We have one of my favorite topics today, and that is acupuncture for fertility. So I've covered in other episodes some of the benefits and how to sort of incorporate it into a fertility treatment schedule. One of the questions I get asked a lot is, how does it work? And it's a really tough question to answer because acupuncture predates science by thousands of years. And most of the time, people are looking for a scientifically based answer to that question. Luckily, there are research studies being conducted and there are people in the field kind of working on this. Now, I got to tell you, there's not a ton of money in acupuncture research. It's not like big pharma, which has all of this money that they can throw at getting research studies done so that, you know, they can then more effectively sell the product. Acupuncture is an ancient medicine that is usually describing uh, energy flow and blood flow, and it's ultra customized to the person. And when something is ultra customized to the person, and each treatment is unique, it's a really hard thing to study. So besides the fact that there's not a bunch of money that goes into researching it, because, you know, like, I don't see there being any huge organization uh, that would be benefiting from that. It's only, you know, us individuals with small practices. So it's not like a very effective lobby for us and what we do. And there's not a lot of money behind it. Um, but there is a lot of magic behind it. So as I was saying, the because every treatment is so unique to the person that's coming in, it's hard to study for that reason too, because generally studies are done on a standardized protocol. Like they pick a medication or maybe like it's a Chinese herbal medicine or it's a pharmaceutical or something. And they're like, I'm going to give this to all these people that have PCOS, for example. That's a great way to sort of see if something works for a broad range of people. But in Eastern medicine, one person with PCOS is very different from the next person. Um, so we don't tend to standardize protocols very well. All said, I dive into research in my field and I try to tinker with some of the standardized protocols that are coming about in research. And and I do find that fertility is really at the forefront in acupuncture research because, you know, if you look at the statistics of IVF success, they're, they're kind of dismal. So it makes sense that in that field, they would be looking for other ways to kind of boost efficacy. And so when we think about acupuncture, for fertility, we're having a little bit more evidence to support it as time goes on. And if you look at the use of complementary medicine in general, acupuncture is more well regarded for the treatment of infertility than pretty much anything else. I still stand behind things I've said in other podcasts that I think uh, Chinese herbal medicine is absolutely amazing for fertility and I use it in my toughest cases. 
but acupuncture, you know, it's it's a comfort zone with a lot of doctors. Uh, it, people are very familiar with it, so it's kind of an easy access point. So how does it work? Studies have shown that acupuncture can induce reactions that activate nerve, endocrine, and immune signaling pathways by inserting needles into the skin. So nerve, nervous system, like we're, we're kind of uh, stimulating uh, different points that stimulate responses from the nervous system. They carry signals to the brain that carry, get carried back out to the body. The endocrine response is hormones. Um, so acupuncture can actually alter hormonal behavior immune signaling pathways, it can also alter our immune system, uh, most of the time in a positive way, reducing inflammation, re reducing immune responses. Like, you know, I treat allergies and, you know, somebody's been suffering from, from allergies for a long time and it's like a few treatments and they're fine. Um, I've been treating a ton of chronic hive cases in the era of COVID and vaccines and this hives, this immune histamine response um, also responds really well to acupuncture. So, Immune signaling pathways, nervous system signaling pathways, endocrine, i.e. hormonal signaling pathways. And the possible mechanisms of how they do this are as follows. First, acupuncture makes gonadotropin and steroid hormone cycles work together via the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis. I know that sounds really like a lot of wordy things. So gonadotropins, I'm going to get into, but it's basically your hypothalamus stimulating your ovaries to work. Steroid hormone cycles can relate to adrenal hormones and then, and like your, like stress hormones, for example. And then hypothalamic pituitary ovarian access is basically the connection between your brain and your ovaries, like how they signal to each other um, and get your ovaries to work and, and how to promote the selection of dominant follicles and prepare for embryo implantation. So it's like, how do we get follicles and like, i.e. eggs to grow and then how do we get your uterus to um, be receptive for implantation? Next, acupuncture can improve abnormal ovarian perfusion and the state of diminished ovarian reserve and enhance the quality of oocytes. Now, this is a huge statement that I think a lot of people are be like, whoa, that's, that's, a, that's a big promise. I can say uh, that... There needs to be more research done in this area, but there has been some, like Steiner Vitorin um, has done some really interesting studies on mice. I have witnessed a lot clinically. Uh, so I have had a good number of patients that have PCOS or hypothalamic amenorrhea, and over the course of a few months of acupuncture and herbs, I can restore their ov normal ovulatory function so that they can conceive. Uh, also, I've had patients with diminished ovarian reserve, like a, like a pretty low AMH, and after some time of doing acupuncture, their follicle count goes up, and often their actual AMH number has also gone up. They didn't used to think that it could, but now, um, I mean, I've seen enough evidence that, that it actually can. Next up is that acupuncture provides suitable conditions for embryo implantation by improving endometrial microcirculation and receptivity and regulating estrogen and progesterone receptors in both directions. So I had a patient years ago who she had PCOS and she had so much trouble building her uterine lining and and the doctor that she was seeing at the time kept giving her more estrogen and more estrogen like patches oral like just tons of estrogen she was miserable super puffy had gained a bunch of weight her mood was a disaster and her lining still wasn't building uh, and it was just a couple weeks of acupuncture with electrostimulation and uh, the lining built just fine she was able to do, to do her transfer and get pregnant so um 
it's really interesting that acupuncture not only stimulates blood flow, but it actually um, helps your body respond better to hormones, like own internal hormones and also the hormones given to you by your fertility doctor. So let's dive a little bit deeper into each of the topics. Um, acupuncture regulating hypothalamic functions. The hypothalamus is in the brain. It regulates the release of luteinizing hormone, LH, and follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, by secreting gonadotropin-releasing hormone, GnRH, thus controlling the secretion of estrogen and progesterone. So LH, that's the hormone that surges to have you ovulate. Um, FSH, that is the hormone that helps you, uh, helps kind of tickle your ovaries to grow eggs at the beginning of the cycle. So they check your FSH when you first go in for your baseline um, and make sure that it's not out of whack because if it's too high, it means that your brain is already kind of misfiring trying to get your ovaries to produce eggs. Um, So we want that at at a good number and like under 10 preferably, and then, you know, have it go up a little bit or uh, to help stimulate the growth of the follicles and to stimulate the secretion of um, estrogen and progesterone. By regulating the release of hypothalamic neurotransmitters and the secretion of GnRH, acupuncture can improve the abnormal function of the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis in infertile patients and restore the menstrual cycle, ovulation, and fertility. So as I mentioned, I I see this a lot in my hypothalamic amenorrhea PCOS patients uh, that they just, like, either they never got a period or they had one and it was irregular or they had one and then it just stopped for some reason or started becoming irregular. I myself had regular periods until I was in my 20s and then suddenly it just stopped for, like, like a year and a half or something. I was under a lot of stress and I had to use these methods to bring it back. Uh, And um, I was really happy that I had this option because I remember going to see a doctor in my late 20s and they were like, your hormones are in the postmenopausal ranges. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Better do something about that. Uh, and I was really happy that I, I was confident that the, the medicine that I practiced was able to do it because I was not interested in hormone replacement therapy. And obviously, um, it would have been a little bit much to digest in my 20s that I was uh, being uh, told I was infertile. So it regulates the hypothalamic function, so the signals from the brain to the ovaries. Acup- on the same kind of topic, but um, going a little bit further, acupuncture relates, regulates ovarian function. So apart from regulating the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, acupuncture can also directly affect the ovary and other peripheral tissues. Research conducted showed that repeated acupuncture sessions resulted in higher ovulation frequency in in both lean and overweight women with PCOS. So by the way, uh, a lot of women who are thin are often told by their doctor that they couldn't possibly have PCOS because they're not fat. And you don't have to be chubby to have PCOS because if you exercise, um, you probably are controlling your weight or if you eat a relatively clean diet, but you can still have PCOS. Uh, So, you know, if your doctor's ignoring you and the thought of you having PCOS, but you have a whole bunch of the other symptoms of it, like hair growth, irregular cycles, trouble conceiving, irregular ovulation, mood issues, uh, inability to cope with stress, acne. These are the kind of things that we want to look at when we're thinking there might be PCOS involved. The main function of the ovarian artery is to provide nutrients and transmit hormones to the ovary. And ovarian 
artery blood mainly supplies nutrients needed for growth and development of follicles. And remember when I say follicles, the follicles hold the eggs. So when I'm referring to follicles, I'm also uh, referring to eggs. So it directly, the ovarian artery blood directly affects the growth of follicles and, and the nourishment of eggs. Uh, the research uh, that's being conducted has suggested that the effectiveness of electronic acupuncture in regulation of ovarian responsiveness um, it can be really useful for overcoming ovulation problems in women with PCOS. When I treat irregular or absent ovulation in periods with, in women with PCOS, I often use um, these clips that I clip onto a couple of needles on the inner leg and around the area of the ovaries, and then I put a little pulse into it um, to have it stimulate those points more. And I have found, and, and this I actually did find in a research study, and I found it to be quite effective for uh, restoring ovulation. It takes a little bit of time, um, like a few months, but uh, there are some cases where I, I see a period earlier than that. There was one study done that um, showed that the main cause of anovulation, so lack of ovulation in PCOS, was uh, decreased vascular resistance, so less blood flow in the interstitial blood vessels. And so low-frequency electronic acupuncture, um, local and distal points, so points on the belly and points on the legs, as I did mention, have proven effective um, in promoting ovulation and hopefully increasing the possibility of pregnancy. It can also improve the circulation for antral follicles, so the ones that are sort of resting there, um, waiting to be stimulated if you're doing an uh, an IVF cycle, it's, you do something called an AFC, an antral follicle count at the beginning of the cycle, so they can assess how many follicles are resting there and how many they might be able to stimulate. For, for example, if you only have one or two, they're like, oh, you don't have many antral follicles, maybe we don't go forward with an IVF cycle this month, or oh, you have eight on this side and you have seven on this side, that's great amount of antral follicles, let's go forward and stimulate them. There was an experiment that proved that electronic acupuncture promoted the angiogenesis of antral follicles um, in PCOS like rats. Uh, that's promoting follicle maturation, ovulation, and luteal formation. So basically, the electronic acupuncture stimulated so much like nutritional and oxygen availability in the ovaries that there seemed to be uh, more antral follicles to work with and then have them mature um, and ovulate. Steiner Vitorin, uh, which has conducted a lot of research in this area, did the study on ovarian blood flow and found that ovarian blood flow depended a lot on acupoint and frequency used with the electronic acupuncture, uh, but that acupuncture can affect the secretion of AMH, um, your anti-malarian hormone. It's secreted by the granulosa cells and participates in the development of follicles and also is an indicator of how many follicles are there. So acupuncture can potentially help to basically increase the amount of follicles that we are working with. I've also find herbal medicine to be helpful too. I, I have uh, some patients that, you know, they're showing just a few antral follicles several cycles in a row, and then we do acupuncture or we do herbs or we do both, and suddenly they went from two to five, for example. And I also uh, use electronic acupuncture a lot in IVF cycles when they're isn't good development of the eggs happening. So I have uh, a lot of patients that would be considered uh, low ovarian reserve or poor responders, and they go in and they're doing their medication, they're going to their appointments, and their doctor or the tech is saying, oh, your, your ovaries aren't really responding to the medications. Like the eggs are barely growing, they're growing really slowly. 
And so uh, doing some electronic stimulation on a couple points on the lower belly and then there's one uh, on the leg uh, can be really helpful in just infusing a ton of blood flow to that area. And I've noticed that then the follicles start to uh, pick up and grow and and mature uh, better and at a better at a better rate um, for a more successful cycle. Ovaries aside, um, acupuncture also regulates uterine function, and I use it a ton for improving odds of implantation. The most famous study on acupuncture was on doing it on the day of embryo transfer. It was a meta-analysis. Uh, it's been sort of reviewed by many medical practitioners. Most doctors accept that study, and a lot of patients are looking for that treatment on the day of embryo transfer. Why does it work? Well, there are a few reasons. It calms you and calm the uterus, but I think a lot of the reason why it's helpful to do acupuncture either on the day of transfer, but even more important leading up to it and afterwards is to promote the microcirculation of the endometrium, the, the inner lining of the uterus, and to regulate the estrogen and its receptor, which can provide good conditions for embryo which can provide good conditions for embryo implantation and improve the pregnancy rate. Endometrial receptivity, also called ER, refers to the ability of the endometrium to accept the embryo implantation. And ER correlates with infertility. So endometrial receptivity correlates, like if you have poor endometrial receptivity, you're less likely to have implantation. And good endometrial receptivity is a prerequisite for having your blastocyst or your embryo implant. Embryo implantation is closely related to the embryo endometrial thickness and the, the quality, so the morph morphology and the blood supply there. And a thin endometrium is one of the most critical factors for like low endometrial, endometrial receptivity or low pregnancy rates. So if we can increase the circulation there, and if we can increase the thickness where there are issues with that, then we often have more successful uh, implantation, whether that's naturally or using assisted reproductive technology like IUI or IVF. So all in, these are the ways that uh, acupuncture can be very helpful for fertility, helping the ovarian function, helping the signaling from the brain, helping the actual uh, uterus receptivity and blood flow. Not to mention that it's amazing for stress and it's so good if you're bloated or feeling really gross from medications or if you just feel kind of emotionally ravaged by the entire process, uh, it can really just help you to find balance. But of course, I know the ladies listening to this podcast are focused on results. And so I just wanted to walk you through why acupuncture may help you get there. Hope you enjoyed this session. Talk to you next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.